In today's episode of Breaking Bad News, this is recall of the month, of course, but I'm going to talk to you about how I waged war on the office refrigerator. Welcome to Breaking Bad News, Apron Food PR's podcast about food brands, recalls, withdrawals, alerts and issues, and the way they're treated in the press and on social media. Your hosts are Jenny Gregorsik, managing partner of Apron Food PR, and Jeff Hahn, author, speaker, facilitator, and Apron's head of reputation strategy. Welcome, everybody. Very excited to have you back here on Breaking Bad News. I'm Jeff Hahn, and with me today is my colleague, not my colleague, yes, my colleague, Laura Zappi. Laura, you're not Jenny. I am not. Where is, what happened to, what have you done with Jenny? <laughs> well, as you know, Jeff, Jenny is off having her baby today. Today's the day, D-Day for baby Charlotte. That's right. Ah, oh, man. Jenny, we miss you, but this podcast must go on. And so Laura has joined me. Now, Laura, you actually, this is a perfect podcast for you to be on in this perfect episode because you actually have a terrific amount of experience in the space that we'll be covering today. I, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about my epic adventure in the office refrigerator, but we're going to discuss something that you know very well, and that is the dates that are on packages because you were a um, marketing person, the head of marketing at Whole Foods for a long time. So how long were you at Whole Foods? I was at Whole Foods for 14 years. 14 years? My goodness, yeah. You can almost get a driver's license after that much time. <laughs> but you have great experience and exposure. You know what this, um, these dates on packages mean, and we're going to talk about those today. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes a mystery to understand all of that, so we're going to talk about that and provide some of the answers to what that's all about. Very good. Yeah, I think it's going to be really fun, and we're going to package it together with, of course, Recall of the Month. Do you want to be the one who announces Recall of the Month? Of course. I think that's only right that I do that in Jenny's place today. It's a shocking surprise to our listeners. It's um, they really so many people call me and write me notes and just by how surprised they are with our selections. And so you get the power today. That's going to be fun. And I think that we've got some really interesting ways to approach today's recall of the month. We're going to be talking about all things associated with wonderful subjects like E. coli, salmonella and other wonderful bacteria in the world. So it'll be fun. We've got all kinds of good stuff to cover today. Now, Laura, one of the things that I was looking at as we got ready for this recall of the month was I always go back to the USDA recall list and the FDA re recall list. And I thought to myself, well, it's been kind of a quiet month. Um, how many, did you see the same, how many recalls there were? Yeah, July was pretty quiet for us uh, on the recall front, but it was really busy in the industry. I was looking at the FDA recall list earlier, and there were 19 separate recalls, so it really was an active month. Oh, yeah, more. Oh, and you know what? I looked at the same list. I was uh, looking at it, and I think I saw two separate entries for pig's ears. Did you see the same? That's right. It's pet food, and it's like human food. Salmonella can contaminate product. PSB did a really good job, though, of announcing their recall. PSB was it. Yes. Now, but you've got to admit, when pig's ears are 
listed on the recall list twice. The, I mean, the world is pretty much coming to an end. Not even pig's ears are safe. Yeah, it's not something we think about every day. <laughs> <That's for sure. laughs> I think you uh, have fulfilled your role as a guest host right now. Yeah. That's I'm, exactly right. And that recall was spread out over 33 states, but it really didn't garner much attention. Uh, so we have to look at that and say they did a pretty good job of getting out in front of it. And pig's ears were snake bit in July because Lennox International, a pet food supplier out of New Jersey, also had a salmonella con contamination in their pig ear products. That's right. T two separate suppliers, same basic food, mm -hmm. uh, pet food, yeah. I did see something a little bit creepy in their recall notification. I don't know if you saw the same thing. But I, you know, because I can't help myself, I just keep clicking down on it. And I, it read something like, to date... 45 individuals in 13 states have been diagnosed with salmonella-related illness. However, the statement went on to read, none of these cases are confirmed to be a result of purchasing pig's ears from Pet Supplies Plus. Now, why would individuals be mentioned in their release? Why would they be talking about the fact that people could be contaminated? Are, well, maybe here's the question. Are people eating pig's ears? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure on that. I know I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're going to have to keep track of it because our research manager Daria, she does our food trends, our food forecast. That's coming up in October when we do the next food forecast. And if pig's ears need to be included in the trend, we need to give her a heads up. Yeah, we might want to hold on that and see if there's a third data point on pig's ears recalls. Oh. <laughs> Probably good advice. But, okay, so we'll shift gears away from pig's ears and start to talk about the major adventure. I, I mean, think of me like Indiana Jones, right, with the hat, the whip, the whole nine yards, and my little adventure into what is known epically as the office refrigerator. There's going to be a sound effect right there. All right. We know that's very important to you, Jeff. Here. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk a lot about me today. All right. I'm in the office to work. It's a Saturday, right? Because I'm working on Breaking Bad News, the book. And I've got in my mind, ah, okay, I'm going to finish this chapter. I've got a couple of uh, paragraphs that I really want to get tightened up. I know exactly what I want to do. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run over to Central Markets right across the street from us, a great client of ours, by the way. I'm just going to get a little salad for lunch, nothing, nothing heavy. I'm going to go back to the office. I'm going to put my salad in the fridge. Then I'll be off to the keyboard to write and write and write all day. It's hot out in Texas, and so what else is there to do? You might as well go and write Breaking Bad News case studies, which are fabulous, actually. Very fun. Anyways, I go to the fridge to put my salad in, and out drops two pizza boxes onto my feet. Now, you know as well as anyone um, how I feel about cleanliness and the office refrigerator. How do you imagine I would have reacted in that moment? That's really not a good pairing, Jeff. Uh, I can imagine it was pretty intense. <laughs> I, think, I think you properly calibrate my reaction. And things got worse right after that. The pizza boxes dropped out on the floor. I'm very unhappy. What do I do? I um, bend down to get the pizza boxes, and I grab the handle of the freezer door, and it cracks open just enough, right? Because I'm pulling on it. And guess what I see in there? There's, in the back of the freezer, 
running down the back and the side is like a brown river of gelatinous goo that's sort of semi-frozen, but not really. And it's got things that fall onto the bottom of the freezer in it, like, you know, hair and stuff like that. Someone had put a bottle of Bailey's, Bailey's uh, Irish cream liquor in the freezer, thinking that freezing it would somehow or another enhance the flavor, I guess. Which maybe, you know, I'm not a Bailey's drinker so much. It doesn't go, doesn't pair well with beer. So um, it's not one of those things that I pay attention to as much. But when there's an Amazon River flowing through the freezer, uh, my day in my head is completely re rearranged. Well, how did that make you feel? I mean, I'm crazy. I'm crazy about this thing. <laughs> and so what happened next? I'm in like a froth. Um, uh, the next two hours, all the shelves come out of the freezer. Um, everything's covered in that syrupy mm, cream, uh, liquor. And um, now that I think about it, it was probably very delicious. I could have actually taken advantage of that. But I didn't because I was so uh, enraged. And the pitch battle in the freezer is on. I've got to go through uh, uh, all kinds of machinations to pull the food out that was in there. There was old ice cream and such. Um, and then somehow or another in a freezer, you know, it's kind of tricky because if you're using water to clean it out, it freezes. So it's double hard. That makes it tough. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I probably went through three or four rolls of paper towels just trying to get it all cleaned out. Well, Jeff, you buy the cheapest paper towels you can find at Costco, so <laughs> at least it didn't cost very much. <laughs> They're kind of rugged, aren't they? <laughs> I know. Um, if, we, if Breaking Bad News becomes a New York Times bestseller, I promise you I'll buy nicer quality paper towels. All right, we'll hold you to that. I actually have very nice paper towels in my office, and they're fluffy and lovely, uh, but I don't buy them for the rest of you so that way, so sorry about that. Anyways. Thanks, Jeff. I'm in this uh, pitch battle. I got the freezer all cleaned out. Nothing's left. I tossed ice cream, frozen dinners, even dumped out the ice maker because, you know, once you get into it, you're, it's on. Everything is game. And then, of course, I've got my salad still sitting out there. My salad is sitting on the floor. I, I hadn't put it in the refrigerator yet. So we're now two, two and a half hours into this, and I look over. I got all the all the shells pulled out of the freezer. The everything's everywhere. I washed them all. Water splashed everywhere. And yet, I haven't put my salad in the refrigerator. So guess what happens next? It's on. I um, go into the refrigerator, and it's hand-to-hand -hand combat once again. There's just no mercy. None, none whatsoever. It's, yeah, everything, it's going down. No personal sandwich is safe. Nothing is safe. You know, maybe if it's a closed container that hasn't been opened, uh, okay, okay. But uh, I did what had to be done. I mean, half-eaten burritos and open cans of soup and curled up brown celery in plastic Ziploc bags, that kind of stuff, all of that junk, even if it's like a, I think you got victimized by this once, even if it's like a Pyrex, really nice Pyrex dish that someone's just sort of draped a piece of plastic wrap over top of, um, if it's not sealed up, it's, it's gone. So many a Pyrex or a plastic can storage container has gone down in the history of that fridge. 
Well, I was warned when I joined the firm that all of my uh, containers might not be safe. So I, right. did, I did get a warning on that. Yeah, and, and yet you still, uh, do you pay attention to that warning? Uh, I'm trying not to keep anything there more than a day or two and making sure it's dated because I'm aware of what may occur. <laughs> <laughs> right, and my inspections, my inspections are random. Yes. <laughs> you just never know when they're going to hit. Well, all this took me about four hours, and so guess what I'm thinking? i got to get back to the keyboard to type up Breaking Bad News, but uh, instead I go back to the keyboard and I send a flame mail, a missile mail, to the entire shop talking about the sanitary state of the refrigerator and the freezer. Hey, look, if we're going to do podcasts about, free, uh, about food recalls you know, and being clean and sanitary conditions in the industry, I don't want our reefer to be the the epidemiological ground zero for all kinds of food contamination in the universe. We just, we have to, hey, we got to uh, abide by a higher standard. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I remember seeing that email. And you liked it? I deleted it. <laughs> well, um, oh, okay. Uh, maybe it was because you were sanitizing your inbox. Of course. That's exactly what it was. Well, that's appropriate, I guess, and sort of kind of teases up for what's next. Yeah, Jeff, I've got this really good recall of the month announcement that I think ties in really well with your experience. Do you want to talk about that now? You know what? I think uh, because I've had to recount and remember this uh, horrifying scene inside of the office fridge that we ought to take a break. I'm going to do a little mental health exercising, and then we'll come back and we'll get into it. This episode of Breaking Bad News is sponsored by no one because no brands want to be associated with this topic. And can you blame them? The team from Apron Food PR, however, is proud to step into the vacuum. You can learn more about Apron Food PR's brand protection and promotion work by visiting apronfoodpr.com. Welcome back to the second half of our July 2019 Recall of the Month podcast. As always, I have a co-host, but not always the same person, it turns out. Today with me is grocery expert, resident, uh, wonder of package dating, Laura Zappi. Laura, welcome. All right, have you enjoyed the podcast so far? It's been great, and especially your story about the refrigerator. That really uh, made my day. It's um, astonishing. A lot of people are going to be talking about that. You know, I, I, in, in before we took the break... I got all kind of frothed up. I was, it was pretty intense talking about that. But it got us to a really interesting subject, and that is something you're really familiar with. When I was throwing away all of those packages in the refrigerator and the freezer, I kept looking at them and noticing that there's a best buy date on them. And, of course, a lot of that food was still within the calendar time. It was still pretty good, except it had Bailey's Irish cream all over it, all <laughs> over the packages. Um, but it got me to wondering, I thought, you know, um, is the Best Buy date really useful? Is it true? Can you, you're going to talk to us about Best Buy dates because I think they tie into your recall of the month. Yeah, Jeff, there are two types of product dating that may appear on a product label. Open dating is a calendar date applied to food products by the manufacturer or the retailer. The calendar date provides consumers with information on the estimated period of time when the product will be of best quality. It so also... Yeah. I, I see that um, 
it's a Best Buy date, and that's an indicator to me that, oh, uh, I'm conveying to you, I'm the manufacturer, I'm sending you a signal consumer that eat it before, uh, consume it before X day, and you're good. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's interesting that it's really about quality and not about safety. So uh, we'll talk more yeah, about oh, that. Oh, that's actually a good distinction. Yeah. Uh, so the... Um, well, are those yeah. dates... Uh, do manufacturers have to put those dates on their packages? They're not required to put the dates on there, except for in the case of uh, infant meal. Oh, like baby food. Yes. yes. Well, that's infant important. Infant formula. That's yes. important for Jenny to know mm-hmm. now that baby Charlotte is almost here. That's the only instance where it's required. A lot of times it's done by re- retailers just for food quality, knowing that your food is going to be at the peak quality if you use it by this date. Okay, so product dating is not required. Uh, but a lot of manufacturers use it. That's right. It also helps the uh, the retailer to know uh, about inventory and about how much longer that product has to be available for sale on the shelf. Gotcha, gotcha. There's a source for this. Um, you were talking about it before we got on the air. Um, FSIS? FSIS. That's the Food Safety and Inspection Service? That's, That's right. That's the one you were looking at. That's right. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. The other type of dating is uh, called closed dating, and that is a code that consists of a series of letters and numbers applied by manufacturers to identify the date and time of production. So the closed, when you see those numbers on there, that you don't, it doesn't look like a date. Yeah, that's it's just actually a bunch of string of numbers. Exactly, and that's actually the the closed dating. That's more about the production side and to help them to help the retailers and the mac- manufacturer know how long it can be available for sale. So Best Buy date is something that's conveyed to the consumer. It gives me an idea or a sense of quality. But this closed date notion is its almost like a secret code. That's correct. You only would know that if you were on the production side. Why is the Why do the dates have to be different? Or what's the advantage of having that coded date? Well, a lot of the reason behind that is so that uh, they know it internally and they know about the freshness of the product internally, but it's not facing, it's not public facing. And that prevents customers from, you know, hunting for the latest date that something is produced. Which is something you do. You you actually, you're a terrible consumer. You go into the grocery store, you, you actually paw back into the back and grab the stuff with the... With the co- you can see the coded dates. You know what to look for. I do. I want the freshest product available, and it takes me a little bit longer to eat it. So um, I'm always looking for the freshest. And they're trying to avoid that on the retail side because they really want to sell through the later product. It should still be of good quality, but I'm always looking for the most recent date. Aha. Ladies and gentlemen, now you know the secret. This is what the insiders do to trick us all. There it is. <laughs> all right. So the... Um, we, we've talked a little bit about the quality. Is food safety also in play? Well, interestingly, it's really not about food safety. The, uh, the product st- should still be safe after the date. It's really up to the consumer to determine whether or not the product is spoiled. So whether you know it looks differently or it smells differently. Uh, yep. uh, so it's really not about uh, food safety with regard to the Best Buy dates. So you, you, you do have to have a bit of an educated eye, even if you're looking through, for example, um, cryovac, um, let's just say, for example, a uh, slab of bacon, you know, a package of bacon. You got to look at that and ask, is that, does that look normal to me? And use, use good judgment as well. That's right. You're looking at color. And again, you're looking at color and smell and, and any other thing that looks unusual to you uh, before you consume the product. You had something you were going to talk about in terms of, um, was it sausage or fresh beef? 
Yeah, uh, and, and just talking about the fact that um, packaging and the way a product is formulated can have an impact on how long a product can remain on the shelves or when the manufacturer sets the dates where it's uh, good quality. So for example, sausage formulated with certain ingredients used to preserve the quality of the product or fresh beef that's packaged in a modified atmosphere packaging system helps ensure that these types of products will typically maintain product quality for a longer period of time because of how the products are formulated or packaged. Yeah, we forget that the, the, the in the packaging process there's sometimes uh, unique uh, methods or environments, atmospheres created around them. That's right. For example, the newer compost uh, packaging ah, uh, doesn't yeah, yeah. allow for, you know, uh, those won't last as long as something that's packaged in a traditional plastic tray. Yeah, exactly. Although there's growing consumer preference for biodegradable packaging because plastics, they just don't. That's right, and and some it's a trade-off. So some consumers might decide I'm I'm willing to experience a shorter date in favor of a compostable package. Still quality, still safe. All of those things are still the same, but you have to now weigh a couple of variables. That's right. Well, it can be confusing because you know manufacturers use phrases like best if used by, best by, best before, sell by, use by, freeze by. Mm, I, I'll tell you what, I'd rather do battle with the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk through a little bit of that right now. So a best if used by or before date indicates when a product will be of best flavor and quality. It's not a purchase by or a safety date. Okay. A sell by date tells the store how long to display the product for sale for inventory management purposes. It is not a safety date. Now, the manufacturer, the processor puts that on the package and the store looks for it. That's right. Okay. That's right. Okay. So they know to remove it from the shelf. And typically they remove it a day or two before that happens because they know consumers aren't necessarily going to want to buy a sell-by date. Yeah. Well, that's the very next day. They're Especially like me. Yeah. That's right. You're pawing behind. You're, you're, you're uh, setting those packages out for other people to be victimized by. <laughs> well, they're, they're still safe. <laughs> Right. Um, a, so, and then a use-by date is the last date recommended for use of the product while it's at peak quality. And again, it's not a safety date, except for when it relates to infant formula. It's interesting, though. If I looked at a use-by date, I might say, ah, on this, today's the day on that package. Um, that is peak quality moment. Correct. Yeah, I should buy that that day. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. Yep. What about that freeze-by freeze date? Right, freeze-by date indicates when a product should be frozen to maintain peak quality. Again, it's not a purchase or safety date. I got you. Okay, that's good background. Um, but I'm actually not making connection to all the best-by date information and your recall of the month pick. How do you... Uh, well, I kind of know who it was, but you've been holding this as a close, this is a closely held secret. Uh, how do you connect the two? That's right. Well, my recall of the month is not Pig Ears. It's great value brand taco seasoning produced by Williams Food out of Lenexa, Kansas. Tacos, tacos. Love those tacos, but this is taco seasoning. Yes, great value taco seasoning mix is in a chain reaction recall. It got recalled because the seasoning mix contained a cumin spice that was involved in a salmonella recall issued by Mincing Spice Company. So really, Mincing Spice gets the recall of the month, too. Oh, but there man. were actually no reports of illness in this case. But it, you, you don't pick recalls of the month if they don't make news. I mean, is the chain reaction, Mincing Spice plus Great Value, the Williams uh, Foods, 
Is that why it has, uh, it's made some news, right, because of that chain reaction? It did, and for reasons you've talked about uh, on this show before, associated with syndication. Fox, ah, Fox yeah, 8 yeah, TV yeah. picked up the recall and decided to make a story out of it. That triggered yet another chain reaction, a syndication of the story around the U.S. in a bunch of other markets. So 43 states in total, including Texas, where we have the large grocer H-E-B. Uh, this triggered three different better buy date packages being pulled off the shelves at H-E-B. On the taco mix itself, they actually used the, the better buy or use by or best by date as part of their recall language. I, That's right. Ah, okay, okay. I got you. Oh, you put it together. That's amazing. There right. is a connection. I did not, I, I, I didn't know how you were going to get there. Well, I was so uh, still thinking so much about my experience inside the freezer that I was, I just was having a hard time tracking with you. But you got there. It was amazing. Well, that was a really important journey for you to make with the refrigerator, Jeff. <laughs> I know it. I know it. I I uh, would love to say that I'm better for it, but mm, I'm not. I'm not. It was just awful. And so we've got to create some better hygienic rules uh, for our to regulate our freezer refrigerator. Weren't you going to do a policy manual or something? That's right. I'll I'll get right on that, Jeff, because I I, I also I want to make sure you're happy, but I also want to make sure that the rest of the team is happy, not being worried that their items are going to be thrown away prematurely. Well, but <laughs> more than that, more than that, that they should they should have no concerns about the safety of their food. Well, that's right. But even the best buy, as you know today, even the best buy dates mean don't mean that they're no longer safe. Yeah. So I they actually that. could be good a lot longer than than they've ended up being thrown out uh yeah i heard what you said but i'm not listening to what you say (laughs) (laughs) okay mincing spice and great value taco seasoning mix by williams food you are the recall of the month it's our first ever to have a co-recall in this chain reaction idea which was kind of good so congratulations to the two of you and uh, i'm so sorry that's happened to you so but laura it was a good pick And now I know what to look for and how to react when I see best buy dates versus use by dates versus sell by dates. When I step into the octagon that is our refrigerator and freezer here in the office. Yeah, uh, I am feeling better about myself now. Good. Laura, you've been an amazing guest. You filled in wonderfully for Jenny. You know what? We're going to wish her all the best. Do you think that she'll listen to this while she's on parental leave? I hope she doesn't. I really do hope that she takes the time with her family while she has that, and that's really important. So we're just really excited to have her back and and meet the newest member of our extended family. Well, I hope that she does listen to it, and and (laughs) she gets sort of competitive to get back here sooner than later because you've taken her place, and she she ought to know and be put on warning that, mm, see, that's what happens when you go have a baby. (laughs) Well, I'll be happy to have her back. (laughs) Jenny, we look forward to having you back. And thank you all for joining us for this edition of Breaking Bad News, the recall of the month. Laura, terrific. Appreciate it very much. Thank you, Jeff. We'll have you back in a future episode. You've earned your stripes. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Breaking Bad News with Jenny Gregorsik and Jeff Hahn from Apron Food PR. Subscribe and learn more at apronfoodpr.com. And if you like what you've heard, Rate us on iTunes, it really helps.